You're listening to The First 15 Minutes, a podcast where we watch the first 15 minutes of a film we've never seen before and then imagine what the rest of the story will be. I'm your host, Nikki Spaghetti, Nick Morgulis. You are in full effect. I'm in full effect. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. It's the place to be. I have a wonderful guest, Lane K. Lane, do you mind saying something and also pronouncing your last name? Yo, yo, yo. It's Lane Koivu, uh, Koivu, and uh, I'm glad to be here, Nick. Thanks for having me. Whoa. Thanks for being here. Um, I know you because you are friends or professional uh, kind of... uh, from a professional standpoint, no Jude Flannelly and you were on a pilot episode of a TV show that Jude and I act in called Taste Buds with a Z. And you played a very funny cheese dealer, a man who is selling illegal cheese that has not been pasteurized or approved by the USDA. And us, me and Jude... Holden and Jasper, we are foodies and we are paying top dollar for this upstate creamery uh, illegal cheese. And, um, you know, a lot of people who have watched that episode have said, that's my favorite scene. That's the funniest actor in this show. Wow. 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 No way. I mean, that's flattering. Yes, way. That, that is so flattering. Nick. I mean, I'm. I'm honored that you have me on the show, and uh, I remember that being a very fun day to, um, all I was doing was, you know, saying what you and Jude had written, or, uh, and it was, it was my pleasure to do that, you know, that was very fun, that was, cool, I'm still, I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing, so, I feel like I gotta, if anybody wants to check it out, not, you can't watch Lanes yet, because it's not out yet, but you can watch the first seven episodes of Taste Buds. You would Google Taste Buds with a Z, and to make sure that you find the episode, I would do Taste Buds Octopus Foam, and that'll get you to one of our episodes entitled Octopus Foam. Wow. So, uh, the movie we are watching, or discussing, guessing, we watched the first 15 minutes, is called El Camino. In the Breaking Bad universe, a series that Lane has watched and I have not watched. And in this time of pandemic, which still exists, and we won't spend too much time talking about it. It doesn't mean anything. um, Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Adapt, survive, overcome, persevere. Kobe mentality. Mamba mentality. That's what we're doing. That's how we're living. And uh, I hope everybody else is... uh, Pursuing greatness in this time of cholera. Um, So, yeah, so we watched the first 15 minutes, and I will be honest, it was really good. I really wanted to keep watching this movie, uh, and I will definitely be finishing this movie and probably starting Breaking Bad from the beginning because I've got a lot of time on my hands. That's so, you know, I can, yeah, 
Uh, sorry to uh, interrupt you. Oh, I was just going to say I can only do a thousand push-ups a day. I've got to find other things to do with my time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty good that you can actually do that. Cause I definitely, um, I can't, I'll be honest. Can't do more. That's okay. Can't do more than 10 or 20, uh, at a time. And I don't do it more than once a day, uh, at a max. But, uh, oh, I wanted to, I, it was when you were saying that, that was funny. Cause I, it reminded me, um, you're probably the only person getting into Breaking Bad uh, via the first uh, 15 minutes of El Camino, which I think is interesting. Do you think that would be considered a world record? Should we be contacting the Guinness Brewery? Uh, you know, there's worse things you could do with your time. I think that. I think you could probably... I think it's worth a try if you're. Um, if that's something you'd be interested in... Uh, you know, I if think, that's something uh, you want on your tombstone resume website, I think I think I probably have already. Um, you know, I'm a very accomplished in a lot of different things, and and I wouldn't doubt it if I've already um, probably broken many Guinness uh, Book of World Records records. So let me do some thinking. I think I've probably won most kisses given to a cat on the top of its head. Oh, that's tough. I mean, I kind of feel like I might have that record, but I mean, um, most mozzarella sticks, most string cheeses eaten at three thirty-five a.m. Yeah, that's yours. You can have that one. But there's well, um, what what what's the number? Most wedgies received between sixth and seventh grade. Yeah, you can have that one. But, oh, so Lane, I'd like to make sure the audience knows what the fuck they're dealing with here. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, what you're good at? What sort of mark will you leave on this earth? And what sort of mark have you already imprinted on this amazing planet that we both live in? Oh, well, you know, the favorite... I love talking about myself, so thank you for asking. I, um... You know, the last few weeks, I've been a really good cook. I've been very good at cleaning the kitchen. And um, before this all went down, I was very good at riding my bike around the city. And um, I, I, the thing I think I was most proud of was my ability to uh, to get somewhere about 10 or 15 minutes later than when I said I'd be there. And uh, very cool. Keep everyone on their toes, and um, yeah. Uh, I I was asking more like I know you're uh, like an actor, comedian, maybe a writer. I'm not sure. I'm, do you want to just kind of tell about tell people what you do and um, possibly why you are invited to be on my podcast? Oh yeah, because um, for sure, I definitely do. I'm a comedian. In New York City. I'm originally from Seattle. Whoa, the Big Apple. Yeah, the Big Apple. I do, um, you can see me performing, uh, well, maybe, every month on uh, Boogie Manja. I'm on the, on the team Illumathati. Big shout out to Illumathati. I do um, improv at the old, uh, um, well, I just, I do independent improv, but I've done it at UCB and I, 
I host a monthly show at a at a lovely day. It's called Good Times, and um, I'm trying to get a couple shows going around town. And it, they all came crashing to a halt recently. And uh, but yeah, just doing comedy and um, things I've written. Yeah, you know, I used to be. Uh, God, I used to be a journalist in another lifetime, but I do write comedy, and I um, and I come up with uh, fun, wacky characters. And uh, what else have I written? Oh, fun, you can go to my. Characters. I have a website. I have a website. Yes, <laughs> you can go to lanekoivu.com. It's L A N E K O I V as in Victor U. And uh, I, there's stuff up there. There's videos. Uh, fun stuff. I think you almost stumbled spelling your own last name. Uh, yeah, I know that it's it's a mouthful for sure. My it's not a stage name, so, which is why I have I'm I, not famous. So yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to patronize more of your shows, and uh, if anybody wants to join me, hit me up on my Instagram, and we'll go together. We'll make it a date. That sounds great. <clears throat> and uh, so let's jump right into it. Let's just dive in this high dive. Just imagine we're on the highest diving board. About what is that? About fifty feet. You and I together. Let's start bouncing. I think they they make them higher boing, than fifty boing, feet. Boing, they make them seventy-five. Yeah, that's the high. And we jumped, and we're off. So El Camino on Netflix. I didn't check who the director was, but I don't think that's even important. It's all about Jesse Pinkman, people. <laughs> so It's the guys who made Breaking Bad. That's the director. Yeah, he is Breaking Bad. So, uh, could you, Lane, please describe what you saw in the first 15 minutes, and I will kind of add on or maybe say stuff after. The first 15 minutes of El Camino. Uh, ba- they basically pick off, if you've seen Breaking Bad, they pick off right where Breaking Bad left off, where um, uh, it, it begins with a flashback where Jesse is talking to Mike, and Mike is kind of an old, uh, low-level gangster, but he's got a big heart, and um, they're having this conversation down by the water, and Jesse's asking Mike where he would go if he could start over, and Mike says... He would go if he was a young man. That he would go back to Alaska, and um, it, there's a big shot of Jesse kind of like thinking about it and muttering. Uh, he's like Alaska. Huh? He's like, uh, and then then after that, it cuts to Jesse like uh, driving very fast down a road, and um, he's hiding from the cops. So he ends up at his friend's house. And uh, he goes into like his, I guess like his old drug buddies. And then like after that, uh, like they're surprised to see him because he's like unkempt and has like a big beard and long hair, and he's got all these scars on his face. And um, and then he wakes up the next morning, and his friends are like watching the news, and they're like hearing about what Jesse just did, and uh, Jesse is uh, going through some PTSD in the bedroom and he is um paranoid off kilter and filthy so they um they 
convince him to take a shower. They tell him not to shave. He comes out um, clean-shaven after having had a flashback in the shower that made him turn off the water. And then he um, gets down to business, basically. And uh, he's like, why'd you turn the TV off, yo? And then, like, they... Because the TV had the news on it. <laughs> and then he... And then Jesse... They go, the, they go to this mechanic that he knew in his previous life. And the mechanic agrees to get rid of his car, which is, uh, spoiler alert, an El Camino. And then after that, uh, the car alarm... Some like beeper on the car goes off or something. I'm not sure like what it was. Low, they call it a load jack. It's a GPS device. Right. There's like the load jack goes off, and then Jesse is uh, Jesse is uh, kind of surprised by this, and the guy's like, "I'm out of here," and he's like, "Where are you going, yo?" And this guy's like, "I'm out of here," and uh, that's where it stopped. Well, well, then the okay after the guy leaves, we actually I actually watched it until 16 minutes, and then I I caught you up, so. Um, after the load jack thing happens, then the two friends, they decide to help Jesse. They give him, uh, all the cash they have in their pockets and they all switch cars. One of the guys is going to take a car and dump it near the border of Mexico. Since this happens in the Southwest in, uh, Arizona or New Mexico. And, um, I don't, is that, yeah, New Mexico. And, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, then the, the guy who lives there is going to keep the El Camino there and wait for the cops and say, oh, yeah, Jesse stopped by and traded me his car for this car, and I don't know where he went. And then Jesse's taking his Pontiac Fiero that he just got from his friend to... Um, Pontiero! Uh, to, uh, to wherever. Yeah, and um, Fiero's pretty cool car. A lot of, um, if you know anything about cars, people, they're the perfect base uh, for putting Lamborghini f- fiberglass bodies on a Fiero. So you can make your own uh, fake Lamborghini just by getting a fiberglass body. But fiberglass let me just kind of go back. Yo. Oh, I was going to say, you do, you're do you doing a Jesse Pinkman impression, <laughs> and it's pretty good. And is that does he say yo a lot? Oh, yeah, he does all the time. He's always like, Gatorade me, do you, bitch. He's like, do you think that they would write bitch and yo into the scripts or d- and then he, or do you think that he would just add that on no no they would 100 percent write those into the scripts you think so okay they don't they're not so the let me one. just you know, they're not i heard he doesn't say bitch a lot in the new one because it's uh like five years makes a big difference um but i will say i've been watching a ton of uh, media from five like 2014 and bitches everywhere like in Parks and Recs they say bitch all the time in Breaking Bad he was oh you're like, saying you're saying people don't say bitch anymore people don't don't say bitch like flippantly anymore or for uh or for comedy they won't be like she was a bitch huh. but in Parks and Rec uh, Ron Swanson is always like Tammy is a bitch and I don't think they would do that if it was around now. But in Breaking Bad, Jesse was always like, Gatorade me, bitch. Like, yo, bitch. Like, the whole whole show, he's just like, bitch, bitch, bitch. And he ended everything with bitch. Well... Okay, you live it. We live and we learn as a society. So let me just kind of go back. He is for sure. He's that kind of character. Yeah, let me just go back to to the facts that I wrote down as I was watching it. So 
we start out by this river, uh, and I'm assuming in New Mexico. It's in Breaking Bad, uh, New Mexico. That's the name of the... No, it's Albuquerque. I know that. Okay. He's smoking a cigarette, so he's a smoker. Um, then he says, uh, the, the old man says, what are you going to do with all the money? So he's gonna, he has money. Then he says, he won't be happy, so I wonder who he is. Um, then you cut to Jesse crying, screaming, driving in an El Camino. It almost, I, for a second, I thought he was in labor. He's trying to drive. It's like a, um, that movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. Uh, a man, you know, a man that has twins? a baby inside of him. No, the twins is with him and Danny DeVito. Wait, kindergarten cop, um, right? Nope, 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 nope. Wait, wh- um, I'm pregnant, oh, co- you idiot. Uh, full collateral. Or what? Um, collateral. That'd be funny if he was pregnant in collateral. Well, that's actually a movie with uh, Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. No, what's the movie? I just watched. Oh, Total Recall. He's pregnant. No, in that's Total not Recall? it. No, no. He, there's a movie. I think it's called Mr. Mom, and uh, the the cover is him in profile. Uh, he's got. He's about nine months pregnant, showing, and everybody's like, "What?" in the background. But um, wait, wait. Why does this remind you of El Camino? I don't know. No, no. I'm just saying. I thought that he was in labor, driving himself to the hospital because he was kind of cry, like screaming, crying. But it, it doesn't matter. And then we see the pol- the police sirens. He pulls off. The cops pass, then he pulls up at these two tweakers, which I think they're going to be bad guys, the two kind of his friends, but I think they're going to be kind of these bad guy meth heads, but they're not. They're nice to him, and there's a they really cool methods, transition. Though, for sure. They're definitely, oh, they are methods. Oh, I see. They're nice, but they're, uh, yeah. Well, that's the duality of life sometimes. You can be a really nice meth head. Well, for but, sure, um, yeah, they there's... they do something really cool where where it's Jesse's face driving and then you cut to like a POV shot of driving and you think it's him driving but it's uh pull the camera pulls back and it reveals that these guys are playing Grand Theft Auto um in uh on the TV and it's in like the view where the camera's like in front of the car we're not not behind the car and so that was kind of cool okay and then um then uh, yeah, Jesse comes over. They he eats a bunch of ramen noodles and cheese and and like craft singles, and then immediately falls asleep. He wakes Wait, up. He tries to the, escape. Do you think that? Do you think the um that that was in the script? The, the food. The ramen noodles. Yeah, and the cheese. No, they were they were like Jesse. Um, the uh, we're gonna stock this f- kitchen with food and whatever you think your character would want to eat, you put that on the table. And we'll just have the camera rolling. Do you think they put that on the on Aaron Paul? They're like, you decide what you're eating. Yep, you decide. So there there could have been sushi and like caviar and um, you know f- uh, steaks and um, you know pulled pork sandwiches. Maybe like a big bowl of coleslaw. Maybe beans. Maybe um, like a carving station. And they're like, whatever. Is that what you like would do, or are like, you talking about Aaron Paul? Because I feel I'm just fairly hungry right now. Um, well, I have nothing to do. So, with El- okay, so nothing to do with El Camino. So he eats the food, and then he passes out, and then the guys are like, "Damn, something's up with Jesse." Okay, and then he wakes up. As you said, he has PTSD. They're like, "You should take a shower." Um, and as he's showering, he has a flashback of people hosing him down with high a high pressure hose and laughing. 
and uh, and he brings a gun into the bath into the shower, which I don't think is a good idea. I don't think a gun can fire if it's wet. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about that too. I think it might be able to, but I don't know. Yeah, so I don't. Some guns you have can you ever fired a handgun in your life? Uh yes. Oof. And I own several of them. Are you serious? <laughs> serious as a heart attack. Um, so, um, I, okay. And then on the news, the friends are watching, they say, okay, somebody used a military grade weapon, which is an M16. It's the rifle that you associate kind of us soldiers with the, the black rifle. Um, and it says, uh, also that it was remote controlled. So that might appear later. So sort of like a, a drone or RC car with a, an M16 on it. It sounds stupid, but it, I, I guess it exists in this. Because um, I think just firing it would uh, throw the drone off. Of, it would, like, flip the drone. It also would flip an RC car backwards. Okay, so... You, that, you don't like it that the gun is unrealistic? I don't know. I have to see, I have to see the remote control thing that they had. Okay, then... Um, they in the, I had to even I had to go back to the, this press conference on TV because at, right before Jesse goes into the shower, um, the guys are like, "Yo, Jesse, did they really keep you in a cage?" And I had to go back and be like, "Wait, did they did they learn that from the press conference?" So I go I went back and yeah, in fact, a, a, a journalist asks, um, "Were these people being confined against their will or, or something along those lines?" So it all makes sense. Jesse was being kept in a cage. Maybe as punishment, maybe just as torture, and he's escaped, and that's why he's got this PTSD. But also, why is he running from the cops? I guess, well, because he's running because he's a was a meth dealer on probably on the run. Yeah, I don't know well, how no, Breaking no, Bad if ended. If you saw Breaking Bad, it's, it picks up right where that show uh, left off. Okay, so yeah, so the where the meth warehouse? He needs to get. Yeah. He's got a bunch of scars on his face on his back, so that's pretty rough. So, okay, so where we t- pick up is he is about to leave, and this guy, his friend, Church's Pontiac Fiero, which also, if you know anything about classic cars or semi classic cars, is a late 80s, early 90s model. They had their uh, gas tank mounted in, in a certain spot that uh, pretty much any sort of accident would uh, make the gas tank explode. And the contents uh, spilling all over the uh, interior passengers and uh, one of the most dangerous cars to be in in a car accident. So maybe this happens later. Um, I watched uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in a previous episode and we had a similar car crash burning situation. It's actually in the movie, but okay. Okay, so, so this car might blow up. You, is that what your big takeaway is? car might blow up. So... Um, when he's talking to that old man by the river, he says, where would you go? He goes, uh, or yeah, he says, Alaska. So I would only assume, um, maybe you will agree with me, or maybe they're just trying to mislead us, that he's probably going to Alaska. Yeah, I found that a little corny because Alaska, uh, everyone's always like Alaska is like the final frontier. And it's like, well, not really. It's not. What what would you consider the final frontier? I would think that that would be the far reaches of northern Canada, where there where if you look on a map it's just green. There's no cities or anything. Yeah, 
The Final Frontier is like a place. Northern Maine. Yeah. Or like a different Mars? Co- a different country where you're not like, you know, held accountable for the crimes you just did. Well, maybe other countries were settled thousands of years before our country. So well, I think when they say frontier, it's they're just talking about when it was settled. Yeah. By yeah. People. You're probably right. But I, I mean, I think Mike's an idiot because if you're escaping crimes, why would you stay in the country that you're that you're well, being chased in like why wouldn't you just go to can you actually have to go through canada to get to alaska so jesse would get out of jurisdiction and then willingly go back in enter well i think uh the canadian government would extradite him back to the united states to face charges um if he was caught so i think no matter what he's going to be changing his identity um yeah that's so that would be a good idea. Regardless, you're giving Jesse a lot of credit I, I, here. I, I would love to move to Spain. I just you have to move somewhere where you speak the language, and I don't speak uh, Spanish. I, I do know how to say Barcelona. Uh, if anyone wants a, a little quick Spanish lesson, and you you don't say Barcelona, you say Barcelona, Barcelona. Uh, oh my God! People people keep texting me. I freaking stop texting me. You're lucky. You got, have oh, you been getting hi, Nicholas. Of- it's Gerald. Uh, move on, volunteer. Essential workers from farm workers to bus drivers. Okay. What does this have I'm to do with... I'm doing a podcast. El Camino. Maybe you just don't just look at your infor- phone. Yes. Okay, that's a good point. Okay, so how about he go? Does Do you agree that he goes to Canada? Or I'm sorry, that he goes... He drives a Fiero through Canada into alaska and i think you're right he's probably headed to alaska and along the way he realizes i really like canada that's what i would do okay so i grew up in seattle and i was like i love vancouver and victoria i would go there all the time so if i was jesse okay so how about this so he's driving from new mexico north so he's kind of um he's gonna go New Mexico, uh, Arizona, Nevada, Idaho, uh, Montana, or Washington. He's got to enter Washington, or maybe there's a little strip of Idaho at the top. So he crosses the border in northern Idaho. He's sustained himself on potatoes that he's uh, stolen off the side of the road in Idaho, and you know, he enters Canada. There's no checkpoint because he sneaks across. He just drives really fast in the Fiero and no one can catch up with him. So he's driving. He stops along the way. He's meeting these really kind people. You know, he's like a little bit short on money at a gas station. The guy's like, ah, it's okay. Just get me next time. But he knows he was never going to be back to this town, but he just, he says, okay, I'll, I'll keep going. Okay. Wait, it sounds and like you've seen the movie. Is this the movie? I don't know. So how about he he his car breaks down in a, in a small town called um, Ketchum. Uh, let's just say Ketchum. Ketchum is that a real? Yeah, Ketchum's a real. That's town. a real town. Well, how about a smaller town? How about Ketchum? How about Little Ketchum? Yeah. Okay. Ketchum. How about Lil? And that's L I L. Yeah. Yeah. New. Can... How about New New Ketchum? Yeah. Yeah. Can... New New Lil Ketchum. Population 499. 
and he's going to be the five fifth five hundredth. So, um, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if you actually. Uh, you think they count? Well, they how count about you this? If you're yes. just passing through or no? Only if the census happens, and I don't know if it's every ten years in Canada. So his car breaks down. Oh, he's still. I thought he was um, still in America. Mc- I'm sorry. No, no. Okay, is Ketchum in Canada? There's one in Idaho, and then there's one in Canada, so it's a little confusing. Okay, well, this is Lil New Ketchum. It's its own town. That one's Small right on the border. World. So is it half of it? He's got to go further up. So how about it's Lil Ketchup? Yeah. Okay, so he's driving f- up um, about three, four hundred miles. That would be about, I don't know, 250 kilometers north of the border. And the Fiero starts smoking. So he pulls Oya, and luckily there's a gas station with a kind of a car mechanic there. I don't know what kind of gas stations they have up there, but diesel. he pulls over. It's, it's like all di- he needs diesel. unleaded, and it's all diesel, so he's in trouble. Sure, whoa, he's in trouble. But he, but he's not looking for gas. He's looking to fix his car. So he he limps over. He he uh, he knocks on the on the glass, and there's an old man sleeping, leaned back in a chair, and he says, "Hey, uh, sorry to wake you. I need um, I need some car repair." Uh, if you if you don't mind me helping me, the guy the guy's very nice. He's like, yeah. Uh, they, he helps him push the car into the garage. You know, he's tinkering with it. Jesse's smoking cigarettes, and he's like, yup, you're gonna need a new. Uh, you're gonna need a new differential. Uh, you got the. Uh, I could order parts, but uh, it's gonna be a few weeks. So wait, have you Jesse's seen like, the movie? Or are you just make, you're making this up? Lane, it's literally the point of this podcast is that we make it up. You're just making this up, right? Because it yes, sounds of like of course a, I'm making it up. This sounds like a really good movie. It is. This is how movies. This is what happens in movies. So he's like, "Fuck, I'm a. I gotta go." And he's like, "He's like, well, what is it gonna cost?" And he's like, um, "I don't know. Fiero parts are hard to come by. I don't know. Maybe maybe fifteen hundred. You're gonna need two new axles and a." CV joints and uh, you know new. Why is it Jesse? It's all it's all drivetrain stuff. It's all drivetrain stuff. So whatever. So Jesse's like, well, okay. Is there a is there like a hotel or motel to stay in town? He goes, uh, he goes, son. This is little new little ketchup. We haven't had a hotel here since uh, the gold rush of uh, late uh, since the beaver rush. He goes, okay, well, where do you think I should sleep? He goes, oh, I've got a cot out, out in the garage right over there. And he points to a cot, and it's a, it's a bunk bed cot yeah, that the old you man know, sleeps and un- in, too. And underneath, uh, underneath the bunk is, um, there's like a young... An old dog. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there's an old dog, and there's also uh, a well-meaning but down-on-her-luck prostitute. And um, How about, and that's, his do- and that's the old man's daughter? <laughs> well, or wife. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, but I don't know why that. You know, why would that? I was imagining more would, of like why would someone like do that if they were married or living at home? Uh, what if the dog was a? What if it's a dog prostitute and oh uh, only other dogs um, have intercourse with it? Ne- never uh, people. I don't like. I don't know. 
It feels uh, okay. Let's get let's go back to it. But okay, so like y- you anytime you want the the prostitute, and let's say her name is uh, Honey. Anytime you want Honey back in the picture, you just you just uh, you make a buzzing sound like a bee, and I'll know that's when you want her to uh, enter the story. I was just but, thinking um, that Jesse could like find a love interest that would propel him on a new path or something, you know, maybe. Oh, of course. Yeah, but that doesn't happen yet. First he has, okay, so this is what's going to happen. While he's waiting for the car parts, he's going to realize he loves this town and he's going to um, become a member of this community and decide to stay. And then only then will he meet the mayor or a waitress or a female snowplow driver or kind of a, a dog catcher and they meet and that's and then it sort of becomes a lifetime movie and, and he's got to live under this false identity as uh, oh we have to think of a name for him so uh kevin so so jesse pinkman but switch the first letter so it's pissy jinkman what are you talking <laughs> so like my name's nick morgulis if i was gonna switch my identity i would say my name's mick norgulis no so the maybe cops, his name is pissy nick jenkman nick the cops would find you really quickly if you did that okay so his name you're saying his name cannot be pissy no no one's name's a fine pissy jenkman that doesn't make any sense <laughs> okay hey it's your world and i'm just living in it look um p- please pick a, a new first and last First, middle, and last name for him. Kevin Smith. No. Kevin Smith is a very common name. There's no. There's already a director named Kevin Smith. It can't be Kevin Smith. Okay. And I don't. I don't want it. All right. I don't want it to feel like I'm saying anything disparaging about him. All right. How about um, Steven Spielberg? Okay, that's good. Oh, how about this? They go, hey, what's your name? What? Oh, what? What should I put on the name for this invoice? And he looks over at an E.T. poster that's, like, hanging up. And he goes, E.T. The guy goes, what? He goes, I mean, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. and he like, That's good. That's a good movie moment. Okay. Yeah, but you're going to have to license it. Okay, so it Steven. And then, but, but also, you don't have to license the name Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think he's going to come into trouble uh, because there's going to be whoever, whichever girl he falls in love with. She's gonna have a brother, who is anti-Semitic, and Why? is pretty mad Wait, that she's that that she's dating a, a Jewish man, but uh, by the Jewish? name of Spielberg. Oh, that's but his fake last name? name is his fake name is Jewish. Okay, okay, I hear you. He's, he goes, he goes, honey, that's her name. He goes, honey, you shouldn't be dating him. Okay, what? Uh, <laughs> okay, so okay, and he okay. So okay, so uh, yeah, so he starts working at this mechanic shop with this guy because the guy's old. He's got his back hurts. He's got a really bad back, and uh, Jesse starts helping him with stuff. And the guy goes, "Hey, why don't why don't I hire you full time? You know, uh, why don't you just help help me with the shop, help me and my daughter with the shop and my old dog, and." Um, yeah, sure. And he kind of starts. Does she have to be a prostitute? Can she just be a girl mechanic? Yeah, girl that would be mechanic? much better. That would be much well, better. Yeah, I would much. You came up with the idea. That. 
You that said she prostitute would be first. a prostitute. I think it's problematic. <laughs> oh, no, you! That I said you. there was an old dog under the bed. <laughs> you said, you no, said a prostitute. <laughs> you said she was like an hey. anti. Yeah, I don't know. It's problematic. He said. She said. Either way, apples, apples, and bananas. No, she's okay, a so, normal person that is good. And her name is is Honey Boo Boo. No, her name is Honey, and this old mechanic's name is uh, let's just say his name is Red, Red. Uh, Boo Boo. That's no, the character from no. Shawshank Redemption. But I like. I, okay, so I how like about that. his name is? Uh, um, uh, pick a. I don't want to do yellow or whitey or bluey. Bluey is from the Will Ferrell movie where they go to college. Uh, how about his name is Orange? Yeah, Orange is good. Yeah, Orange O'Malley, and her name is Honey O'Malley. And they are all working together. He Jesse has dinner with them. He um, he know what he cooks. He cooks a lot of uh, southwestern kind of Tex-Mex cuisine, and they've never had it before. And they're like, "Where'd you learn to cook this, uh, Stephen?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know. Definitely not in uh, Albuquer- uh, uh, Albuquerque. In Albuquerque, because I'm from I'm from Brooklyn, New York City." Oh, and they're Just like, "That like, adds uh, up because yeah, that adds up." Okay, and then oh, you know what? I think her brother comes back from uh, f- uh, fighting in the in a war. He's a uh, or no, he just like in, he's in the service, um, and he comes back. So everything's really good. He, he you know, Jess, uh, Steven Spielberg is living in this town. He he's falling in love with his daughter. It seems like she likes him. This guy is like kind of like a father figure to him. Is telling him old stories. He feels really happy. He's happy and relaxed for the first time in his life. He he does have PTSD in the middle of the night. You know he's sharing this cot with Honey O'Malley. But that's good for for Jesse. Little, that's good because he's been through a lot. So just to have it in the middle of the night is like a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's a little weird because every time they're intimate on the top bunk. Uh, the old man is just like wide awake, like, what the fuck? Should I say something? This is kind of like Wait, a little bit disrespectful. Together? That's good. Okay. Yeah, Honey and the and Jesse and Steven are sleeping in the top bunk. Wow. And then the old man is uh, underneath them in the bottom bunk, the old dog underneath the old man. So I think that, yeah, they get in, they probably drink a little bit too much uh, Labatt Blue, it's Canadian beer, and, um, you know, they get intimate and, uh, uh, maybe they don't use protection, and maybe she's pregnant. She will get pregnant later. But the old there's it's like a funny moment where you like they're getting it on, and you and then you cut down, you cut to the other bed, and the old man's like, Ooh! and then you cut to the dog, and the dog's like, you and like, this dog, they're like, both okay, sure. You. I'm gonna get a dog after this pandemic, but a hypoallergenic non-shedding breed. Yeah, but what? Why? Because I hate cleaning up dog hair. I don't hate. Oh, whoa! I'm watching a hawk chase a little bird outside my window. Oh my god, this is so cool! I can't believe you think people want to hear that. You know about your, okay, about so, your hawk or whatever. You know what happened? Okay, so Jesse makes love to Honey, and he wakes up at sunrise. He, he, you know, he crawls out of bed, jumps off the top bunk, and he walks out back to that um, with a sign that says uh, "New Lil Ketchup." And where it says four ninety nine, he takes a sharpie and he scratches out four ninety nine and he writes five hundred, and that's like very symbolic for to the audience to say 
you know what, he's going to live here now. Yeah, and so, then he gets arrested because he just defaced uh, property, and then so he gets arrested and he spends a night in jail. And then when he gets back, he's he's like really excited to see his family. Wait, he goes to jail family. and he's not found out that like they don't know. Like I feel like if he goes to jail, he's gonna be found out. No, this is a really small town. It's more of like a like a timeout than like an official booking thing. They're like, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You're gonna have you're gonna have to clean that up. Okay. So, so this, they, mo- like, <laughs> this movie just the has cop no makes plot. him go out this, there. This has no yeah. plot. They're just like he's living in this town. So the cop goes back there. <laughs> like, he gives him some like rubbing alcohol and like a paper towel roll what? and he's like, you gotta clean that you gotta wipe off the permanent marker. Okay, but then he gets back home. This movie just slows there. down really like slow it becomes like it's about to, oh my God, it's about to get really Active. Did you write he all this back down or home. something? I feel like you like have this. Plot. No, I'm spitballing. I'm spitballing. So he comes back, and guess who's there? Biffy, uh, Buff, Buffy the Buff Vampire O'Malley. Slayer's sister. No, Buff O'Malley, the older brother of Honey. Uh, he's he's uh, just ended. He's just been uh, dishonorably discharged from the Royal Canadian uh, Army, whatever it's called. Uh, Canadian the, Army. Uh, there's a. It's called the Canadian. He's Army. in the Canadian Army, and he's been dishonorably discharged. This is like homeward for, bound, um, but in like barely in Canada. It's like what it sounds like. Okay, so he's back, and he and he's like, uh, "Who's sleeping in my bed?" And Jesse's like, "Uh, I mean, Stephen's like, uh, well, I am because like I kind of live here, and like I'm I've been helping your dad, and like I um." I kind of like have, I'm like dating your sister, but it's like it's really great to meet you. I'm like it's an honor, and he like salutes him. Yeah, the brother he has like a tattoo and, that's like that says like Pinky on his chest. Yeah, and Buff is like, well, uh, I'm home, so we're not gonna need you around anymore. Uh, I'll help my dad, and also, are you Jewish? Because I don't want you. Uh, Why is this? You better not be dating my sister. Why are the Canadians anti-Semitic? Like that doesn't make Canadians. Just like- buff. Just buff is. Why? What happened? He's to- the. He's gonna be. He's the antagonist. What do you? I. Why would? Okay. okay. Look, I'm gonna look. Why wouldn't the antagonist be the people who are chasing him at the be- the first 15 minutes of the movie? What do you mean? He's he's already escaped. That happens in Act Three, bro. So- That's Act Three. So. So Buff is like, okay, uh, you're gonna have to leave because uh, you're. St- I sleep in that bunk, so he he has to sleep on the f- under the bed with the dog, and that's effed up. And then like when they're t- when he's trying to help with like fixing the cars, Buff is doing all these like passive aggressive things to him. He's like, he's like, hey, could I? Uh, I'm using that wrench and like gr- like grabs the wrench out of his hand while he's unscrewing. Wait, we're something. still in Act One. Is it? Are you serious? Is this what's no, this is Act Two. Act One ended when he wrote um, Population Five Hundred, and then the turn into Act Two is when Buff is back and now kind of screws up this idyllic life that he thought he was going to have. So Buff Buff bails him out of jail. Spielberg. What? Buff bails him out of jail because he thought he was a... But they've never met him. No, no, no. Go back. Buff never met him yet. He only meets Buff when he comes back home. And Buff is already there, like, upset that there's a guy living at his house. Which I get it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's in a small town um, and he's protective of his sister. It's a small town. He's I don't like, get why you yeah, think he a, has to be racist. Okay, how about he's not? He just doesn't like. He goes, "There's something off about you." That's how about you're right. He's not anti-Semitic. He goes, "There's something off about you, about him." You know, says that to his face and then to his dad and sister. He goes, "There's something about that guy. I, I just don't trust it. I feel like there's something off with him." Uh huh. So, um, okay, so. Jesse, uh, I think that uh, Stephen, I think this is where he relapses and smokes meth. You know, he he start he uh, he's like, this is a lot to handle. I need to kind of take the edge off. And okay, this is the and he makes the he makes the meth, and he's goes to a bar like the one bar. You know, he puts it on the tacos, and do you think he seasons? He seasons his tacos with it, and the whole family's um, high, or just him, or I think no, it's just him. He, he's eating alone. And I think when he's at a at the bar, he gives meth to another guy when he's drunk, and that kind of <laughs> take um, this meth, yo. Yeah, the guy's like, "Hey, you got you guys got any weed?" And he goes, "Weed? Uh, I've got this though." He's got this and um, blue perp, yo. Like he, yeah, like he goes to smoke a cigarette outside with this guy at the bar, and then the guy's like, "Hey, you got any weed?" And he's like, "No, but I've got this." And that guy gets hooked. And basically, Steven Spielberg starts this meth empire again, at and uh, in this small town of Little Ketchup, Little New Ketchup, and you know he's no longer living at the at the mechanic shop. You know the Fiero is fixed now, and you know he's kind of sad that he had to leave. And the girls like, hey, like, you know, I don't want to piss off my brother he's got a bad temper you know he was in the royal canadian army so like maybe you should just like kind of live somewhere else for a little bit until he cools off cools down cools off and he's pretty upset about this and then um you know he his enterprise is growing he, he's he's uh, saved up of you know let's say 10 to fifteen thousand canadian dollars that's like 20 and, that's, that's uh, but then of, that's good that's like a hundred thousand yeah. American. I think it's almost the same, but and then I think he need, and then he's going to take that money and he's going to start a business in the town because he wants to go legit. He, he 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 quits smoking the meth and making the meth, and I think um, he may he likes cooking, so maybe he or, he starts like a little bed and breakfast where he cooks. And maybe rehabilitates. Um, Wait, he gets back into meth and then he junkie. starts cooking. Like he starts a bed and breakfast. No, so, 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 so a few months go by and he's been selling meth to everyone in, in the town. Most people are hooked, including Honey, but he doesn't know it because he's selling it to a guy who's then selling it to Honey. So that's like a really sad realization when he f- sees her again in a month and she's all methed out and he's like, "Wait, have you?" Uh, where are you getting that stuff? And she's like, oh, Bruno. And he's like, Bruno? Ah, and then he goes and fucks that guy up. Wait, he's like giving... He should have the... never been selling... What? He's getting... He supplied the... He's, he's selling it to a low-level dealer named Bruno. Who's selling who it to selling his, it to his girlfriend. To, the lo- who, to his love. And he and gets he surprised off. He beats happens. up Bruno. He's su- Jesse's surprised? Well, he's trying to save up money so that he can impress honey by starting this bed and breakfast where he makes uh crepes and rehabilitates pit bulls 
Okay. And so, th- okay, and then... Sounds like so you wrote he this. he comes to the realization she's addicted to meth, and that's bad. He hates that. Um, he, he, like, tries to help her go clean, and then as he's, like, he, he does. He does. And uh, she's, like, getting better, and guess what? Of course the people from his past show up in town. He, he gets a knock on the door while he's um, helping the old man lift a, lift a wheel. He goes... You guys seen this man? This this face look familiar? And no shit, it's his face. On a wanted, it says wanted, uh, one million dollars for Jesse, and it's his face. <clears throat> okay, Jesse Pinkman. And they're like, uh, or he's not there. Maybe he's out back. And both the 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 daughter and the old man, they're like, oh, they like realize it, but they're like, oh no, we never, we've never seen that guy. And then the guy goes, is there a hotel around here that I can stay? And they go, no, uh, we haven't had a hotel here since the beaver rush of the late of 1959. <laughs> I thought and it was okay. Because earlier you said it was the, the uh, gold rush. Yeah, but then I corrected myself and said, because that was much earlier it was in much, time. So yeah. it's... So um, okay, so this is the end of Act One or Act Two or no? This is almost this is the end of Act Two. They go to Jesse. They go Jesse or Stephen. Uh, we know your name's not Stephen. We know there's a lawman, lawman looking for you. So he goes, "Honey, we, um, do you ever been to Alaska?" And she goes, "No, I've never left uh, this town." So they jump in his Fiero. Oh yeah, and, then and, they, go- and they take off. And then he he he's like five minutes out of time. He goes, oh, fuck! I didn't feed the dogs." So he turns around and he and he goes back and he lets all the pitbulls out of the backyard. And okay, then they get back in the Fiero. And also, before he leaves, he probably makes a few sandwiches for the road. Yeah, like he doesn't want to leave too much food. Turkey. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave too much food in the fridge. Turkey and cheddar, and then uh, yeah. Yeah. What sort of what condiment do you think he puts on? This mustard, mustard mayo. Yeah, oh, I don't think he uses chipotle it. Southwest mayo. Yeah, definitely for sure. Maybe like Fried, uh, Fritos chips. Corn. It's got to be corn chips. This sounds just like okay, shit so that the, you like. Honestly, uh, this this whole there's a, there's not too many things I don't like. I don't like herring and mackerel. He no one would make a sandwich like that because it would smell <laughs> it would smell up the car. Okay, so he's so not they're an off, idiot. He just had know. bad luck. So this is when we realize. Okay, so the cops are after. Okay, so they uh, they're driving, and he's like, "I think we're safe." And then whoop whoop, you realize, oh, there's a car, a cop car behind them, trying to pull them over. Here we now and, you're cooking. And the, she looks over him, and she goes, oh, "What are we gonna do?" And he goes, "It's uh, so like eat buckle f- up." He goes, "Buckle up, honey." And then we realize buckle that he, this up, whole yo. time, it's like buckle he, up, buckle bitch. up, yo, buckle up, bitch, yo. And we just do like a, we realize that yeah, okay. he's been fixing up this car the whole time, and we, it's been alluded to earlier. He's been fixing up this car. It's been alluded. And it's to. kind of well, he worked at an auto yeah, shop. Yeah, like he, no, no. But he, what I'm about to say, he's been fixing it up, kind of like a James Bond car. What was that car where it had a? It was a Pontiac Trans Am or a Firebird. And um, uh, who's the old man in Baywatch? David Hasselhoff. Bla- David Hasselhoff. He was also in this show with the black 
80s sports car. Knight Rider. That, uh, Knight Rider. So it's kind of like this Knight Rider. Oh, no. Knight Rider was a human car. Yeah, so, it was Mr. Sorry. Feeny. Oh, Mr. Feeny okay, was so Knight Rider. It, whoa. Okay. So go back to what I was saying. It's more of like a James Bond car. So he, he like p- hits a button and the radio flips and now it's all, it's like 30 little buttons. Yeah. And Mr. And he, like, Feeny a, is talk is the voice. Yes, that's pretty fucking dope. Okay, he's like, how may I help you, Steven Spielberg? Or how may I help you, Jesse? And, uh, or no, I guess when he programmed it, he was using his fake identity. He goes, how may I help you, Steven? And he goes, I've got the cops on us. What's the best way to get rid of them? He goes, well, um, just be yourself. Number three. What's that? Yeah, just be yourself, but also hit lever number three. So he does, and a bunch of oil shoots out the back, and the cars, the cop cars spin out fly off the road yeah because oil is like the thing yeah that's what like an oil slick only oil will get rid of cops yeah maybe uh also like shotguns how about a shotgun shoot out the back so it's like and like the one of the tires pops and like the windshield is broken but then also the then the oil comes out and then they spit they whiff off the road okay and then they're driving and he goes Baby, we're going to Canada. And she goes, like, yeah, you already said that. We're like, in uh, Canada, Jesse. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm it's a like, little foggy because I've been smoking meth. He's like, oh, Gatorade um, me, bitch. Gatorade me, bitch. And she's like, we don't have Gatorade. He's like, oh, we'll just, we'll make it our own, on our own. It's just, it's sugar, water, food coloring, a little bit of salt, and like uh, natural f- artificial f- fruit flavor yeah he's like we're making gatorade um, now he's not making meth he's making gatorade yeah the end is well, this the end of the movie no the end so they get to canada they get to alaska oh boy. and and there's the border patrol and uh it's like a roadblock and he there's goes just a bunch to, of people there's a bunch of people at the border doing like a red rover because like uh, they're all. I actually, hands. I'm not familiar with that. Could you mind explaining what that? They're means? all. They're all the border security is holding hands because they want to. They're all. They're all. Uh, they're trying to block the hit. Yeah, uh, they, they're trying they to block check. him with their bodies. Yeah, they're all. They're all holding hands at the border, and they keep saying, "As long as we hold hands tight enough, there's no way the car can get through this barrier." Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So. And there's like that's like about a minute or two of the movie is like he's driving really fast on the highway and then we cut to these border patrol guys and it's like we learn about their families, their backstories. They're cracking they're jokes. Like taking, they're like, yeah, we're they're just... cracking jokes. They like this is serious. They're taking their wallets out, showing pictures of their kids to each other. He's like, do it for do it for uh, Melissa, right? And, and Bobby, I'm doing this for Bobby. And the audience knows like, wait, what the fuck are they doing? Won't the car just crush them? And um, yeah, you establish like an emotional connection with these guys because then when then you're like, oh no, I don't want him to crash into him. I just got to know yeah. these guys. So and at they're the, good. And they're like, oh, yeah. it's my so family. Jesse's speeding. Yeah. Exactly, Lane. You are a smart, clever, creative, kind person, and you you know what I'm talking about. So the car is speeding up towards this Red Rover situation. Right. All these guys, their 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 jaws are clenched. They're just waiting for impact. And then he goes, um, then he, he, uh, he goes, uh, Mr. Feeney, boost me, bitch. Boost me, bitch. And then these wings, these large, and they're not plain wings. They're more like, um, 
Wright brother style kind of uh, paper wings, you know, kind of uh, come out the sides of the car. And then, and then this is like the takes off like an airplane. What's that movie with um, Red October? Red October with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's not the name of the movie, but October Sky. October. No. Have you ever seen Powder with uh, the kid who's like really pale? The guy. Yes, if you actually look up the actor that played Powder, he was like, he's the guy in um, Boondock Saints. Yeah. I shit you not. He's like a totally different, he looks totally different. Yeah, he's got a bunch of powder on his face, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but he has like superpowers. I I heard that that whole movie was propaganda for, um, just for, for, as product placement, just for people to get powder. To buy more powder. Yeah, the whole movie is, um, by, is okay, produced by Lori. We're like in the middle of the most intense moment of the movie. So look, can I just continue? So uh, the wings co- come out. He pulls back on the steering wheel like a plane throttle. Don't forget what you're going to say about powder. And um, so he, and the car lifts lifts off. And it's so close to the these uh, Border Patrol guys that... The back of the car. Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, do you remember that? Flicks off their hat. Do you remember that part in Powder you know? where like the uh, he touches the deer and the deer he like brings the deer back to life. He's like very Jesus esque. Yeah, maybe something like that could happen where like he's like he tries to take off and like he hits a moose well, or something because he's well. In, no, in, how about he takes off and the back of the car is so close to these guys. That it it knocks uh, their hats off, or one of the guys the hats metaphorically off. or like literally, literally. So it does. It, it was about to kill all these guys that we have an emotional attachment to, and we we're like, Stephen, don't do it. Like, turn yourself in. You don't have to kill these guys. They have families. Right. But then he knocks their hat off, and then he takes off. Then you know they coast for a few miles, and then how about they land? And he's like, Wow, phew, everything is fine now. And then they hit a moose. He and he doesn't kill the, the he doesn't kill the troopers, but unfortunately he hits a moose. Kills the moose. The car is crushed. The Fiero. Oh, this is where the Fiero catches on fire. That sucks. I'm actually bummed and, about that. that uh, Honey's pretty pretty injured, but the moose is also worse. So they're laying next to each other, and what he does, kind of like powder, he puts his a hand right hand on Honey's head, and his left hand on the moose's head. And he kind of starts doing the thing that Powder does. Wait, kills Honey to and save a moose? No, no, he's bringing both of them to life. Honey is no. Honey, he, honey he's can't he's die. energizing. He's giving both of them the the power to live, and he's bringing both of them. He's shaking and like his eyes are bulging. He's bringing both of them to life. And but there might be a. It's totally up to you, Lane. Do you want them to swap bodies? Do you want Honey and the Moose to swap bodies? Yes or no? It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, they have to swap bodies. That's the only way it works. They swap bodies. It's the only way it works. They swap bodies. Have you seen Face Off? Like, it's the same shit. Uh, yes, I've seen Face Off. So, but they look the hey, same. Like, he still looks like a moose, and she still looks like her, but they're different characters. Yeah, but, the, but, the, the, but now Honey can't speak and is, like, walking on all fours. And then the moose is like so confused. Like imagine you were in a car accident. Yeah, the moose is like a girl up, that can work on cars. And but and you woke up and you're in in a moose's body. Like that is a nightmare. That is a freaking living nightmare. You wake up and you are a moose. You can't speak. 
But you're powerful. And you and you, you see the guy that is your boyfriend, and he doesn't realize you're a moose. He's like, get on, go back in the woods. Me and my girlfriend are leaving. And she's like, no, that's not your girlfriend. I'm your girlfriend. You think the moose is stoked, though? The moose is, like, pretty happy about the change of events? The moose is uh, fairly confused, too, because it can't speak. It's never learned... Um, language yeah but it's in in her body or whatever it's like movie magic or whatever well no the moose is trying to talk but it doesn't have the right oh i know i know vocal mr feeney gives the moose voice from here on out oh okay how about this happens um jesse realizes uh steven realizes what happens he runs back to the car and like removes the like this the computer from the fiero and he does surgery on the moose and installs this kind of voice box into the moose so that so that she can communicate it's, it's there's wires going from the brain to this box and now she can talk okay what and he goes, are we in act like 12 now or what what is this this is this is the end of act 3 this is the end of the movie the cli- the climax of the movie was them flying over the border patrol <laughs> so he gets to Alaska. The movie's just over. He's like free, and yeah. So he goes, and then he the car's destroyed. He, uh, the girl's body, which is a moose soul, runs off into the woods. Can't we? We never see her again. But him and the he, now he jumps on the back of the moose, and he, using the GPS on his phone, he's like, I see a little town up here. Uh, what do you say we go over there and get some dinner? Cat, the and town's name is uh, Little Ketchum in Alaska. That's a real town in Alaska. Yeah, and he goes, and then he sees the sign that says Little Ketchum, population 129. And he scratches it out and goes and writes 131, so like two more. And he goes, That number's ridiculous. Uh, Why? And he goes, I've got a good feeling about this. And then, what? And then, can, do you mind doing the voice of the girl uh, in the moose? The, what, the, what does her voice sound like? It's like, uh, we've uh, made it to Alaska, Mr. Spielberg. Because it's like Mr. Feeney. Oh, it's still Mr. Feeney. Yeah, he's like, okay. we've made it to Alaska. And he's like, yeah. He's like, sounds good, bitch. She's like, don't call me bitch anymore. It's 2020. He goes, sorry, yo. Yeah. He's like, um, sorry, yo. Sorry, yo. And it's I like Gatorade they... me, yo. It's like, what? Uh, and, I, and then I think they go inside of a diner. And they like they kick the snow off their shoes. It's called Jesse's Diner. Goes, it's called Jesse's Jesse's Diner. Diner. And then um, the he goes table for two. And then like the moose is like bends its knees to get inside the restaurant. And she's and the waitress is like super shocked. She's like, "Oh, there's a moose in here." And he goes table for two. The moose yo. is like, "I'll have a yeah like, table for two, yo." The moose is like, "I'll have a cup of coffee, please." Yeah, and he goes two uh, two coffees. Two Gatorades, ice cold. You know what the and last uh, line of the movie you guys, should be? You guys got tacos, yo, bitch. He's like, taco me up, bitch. It's like, tacos. And then he kisses the moose. And the moose says, uh, no, and then Jesse, uh, Jesse looks at the moose, and he's like, he's like, you know, I wish I, uh, he's like, I wish I had uh, Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Uh, and then the waitress is like, uh, you mean uh, Jesse's wife? He goes, no, 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 you wouldn't understand. He's like, no, it's a song. And then they're like, oh. He's like, it's like it's And the, the last shot bitch. of the movie is the waitress going, huh? And she goes, huh? And then it goes, to be continued. 
Fade to credits. To be continued. And then the credits roll. And then like two minutes into the credit, there's like out, there's like an out, outtakes. And it's just like a, it's just a, a super cut of him saying bitch and yo. And it's like, bitch, 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 I think it would look, this honestly, not to be uncreative, but I think it would look the exact same as it does now. As the breaking... Except the there would be a moose poster? in the background. There would be like... It would be standing in like a... <clears throat> well, it'd be in a desert. El Camino is a Fiero. The El Camino has to be a Pontiac Fiero. But the movie's still called... Yeah, it'll be called El Fiero, and then he's in a desert with like a uneaten... Oh, how about it says El Camino, but then Camino's crossed out and it says Fiero. Yeah, like spray-painted. Yeah, and there's a moose in the background, but in the middle of the desert. So everyone's like, "What the fuck is a moose doing in the desert?" And it's like, "Watch, watch the movie to find out." Yeah, I like it. So it's Jesse Pinkman as Steven Spielberg, uh, the Fiero. It says El Camino. Camino's crossed out. It says Fiero. There's a moose Fiero in the me, desert. Bitch. And then, what what do you want the tagline to be? Do you want it to be Fiero me, bitch? <laughs> Even though it's the movie's called the Elf Fiero, yeah, um, uh, it'll be like Moose Knuckle Me, bitch, or like. Um, can, can we just do? I don't want to write bitch on the post. I'm gonna actually make this real poster. Oh yeah, no, you want um, it should be you, like. Um, um, I think you got. Like, you guys got tacos, yo. Yeah, or like I think I'm gonna like it here, yo. It's like I think I'm gonna like it. I can it get here. used to this, yo. I can get used to this, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I can I can get used to this, comma yo. I can get used to this, yo. I can, okay, like, I like. That. I can get used to this, yo. Every time he says "bitch" in the old one, they should redo it and substitute "yo." Gatorade me, yo. Okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna open up. What if they re-edit the entire? seven seasons of breaking bad but every time he says bitch they change it to yo okay i'm just gonna read the wikipedia plot and i know we both really want to finish this movie but i we have to do it this at this show the way i do it so i have to read the 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 plot oh i don't want to no okay it's called el camino a breaking bad movie or simply el camino 2019 america neo-western crime thriller that serves as an epilogue to the television go. series Breaking Bad. Whoa, series creator Vince Gilligan wrote, directed, and produced the film. Yeah, I told and, you, man. It's a Breaking Bad. Empire. Okay. Plot. Okay, so the flashback that we described, Jesse flees the compound in the El Camino. He goes to the home of Skinny Pete and Badger, who are the two meth heads. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Meth heads, yo. Okay, so, it's like... Cooking okay, up something so hot. They give yo. him money. Okay, he de- okay. Jesse departs in Badger's Pontiac Fiero and learns from a radio news report that Walter died at the compound. I didn't know that his name was Badger. I thought he kept saying Church, and I thought that was his name. Okay, Badger in Church. a flashback to Jesse's captivity, Todd takes Jesse to Todd's apartment to help him dispose of the cleaning lady whom he killed after she discovered his hidden money. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. They, they hide a corpse in the desert. So it's like the Jesse same sneaks into Todd's apartment. Described. It's like literally the same thing. Yeah, he's searching for cash. He hits the back of his head against Todd's refrigerator in frustration. Here's something shift, leading him to the money's new hiding place inside its door. Two police officers enter the apartment and begin to search. Jesse hides but holds one. Holds a fart? Casey at gunpoint. He's holding a fart. Uh, okay, he I'm disarms sorry. the other guy. But they're not police, but thugs looking for the money. So I guess the guy's um, pretending to be pl- Oh, so, okay, so there's like hidden money and Jesse's trying to get it. Okay, Jesse recognizes Neil as the welder who built the tether. Tether? Who, What's while that? forced to cook meth, meth for the brotherhood. Okay, Jesse finds Ed Galbraith, a disappearer. Ed Galbraith here. Previous- uh, Galbraith charges $125,000 U.S. to aid Jesse. What would that be in Canadian? Um, $125,000? So t- it's $250,000 total, but Jesse's short eighteen hundred. What? Jesse calls his parents and feigns willingness to surrender, drawing them to the police and away from Pinkman's house. Jesse enters unseen and takes two pistols from his father's safe, a Colt Woodsman and an Ivor Johnson Hammerless. They both wet I guess from these are- the shower? Yeah, and then he takes a shower to both of them to clean them. Um, so these are, I guess, old timey guns. Okay, Jesse drives to That's Neil's shop. That's what makes this a western. Or... If you have an if you have an old timey oh. gun, it becomes a western. That's the only. And a des and a hat. And a desert. Yeah, someone's got to have a big hat, and though someone chews on straw. Yeah. Okay. It's like Chekhov's. And okay. Chekhov's gun. So then, you know. Chekhov's, uh, Chekhov's gun. gun. Correct. Big... If you show the gun, you have to use it. Yeah. So. Yep, yep. It's like if you show a meth pipe, you have to. Um, Jesse drives to Neil's shop where Neil, Casey, and three friends are celebrating with escorts and cocaine. He asks for $1,800. Neil refuses. Seeing the gun in Jesse's waistband, Neil challenges Jesse to a duel for his share of the cash. They agree, but Jesse shoots him with the other gun, which was concealed in his coat pocket, already aimed at Neil. Uh, Jesse kills him, blah, blah, blah. He gets all their license, driver's licenses, uh, blah, blah, blah. Then a flashback. Uh, Jesse and Walter cook breakfast after cooking meth. They estimate they will make a million dollars. Walter laments having waited his entire life to do something special and says Jesse is lucky because he'll not have to wait. He gives him, someone gives Jesse a new identity. Wait, Walter White's alive? No, that's a flashback. Oh my and then God, somebody the drops him off in Alaska, and uh, so he's got a new identity. He's in Alaska, as we guessed. Um, driving, out. he has a flashback to his time with Jane Margolis. Whoa, that's my last name, Margolis. He tell how do you pronounce Margolis? Margolis, but this is spelled Margolis. Okay, he admires that she, what she, she said about going wherever the universe takes her. But she dismisses it as metaphorical and encourages him to make his own decisions. Jesse drives on, smiling at the prospect of a new life. So we basically guessed a lot of it, but just not the, exactly the same. They wouldn't put the moose in the Wikipedia because, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think we like guessed it pretty well. So we did a pretty <laughs> good job. job. That was good. I'm going to still watch it. I probably won't now because... You- yeah, I mean it's just, it's it's like kind of clear he's trying to find the money that was hidden before he was captured, and then he's gonna escape and start a new life. Yeah, he's just, start a new life yeah. in Alaska, just like they told us in the first two minutes. The end is in the beginning um, every time. 
so Lane, Nick. thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything you'd like to tell our audience? Oh, thank you for um, listening. About yourself. I'll come to, to this monthly mind, show if life it lessons. ever comes back. Good Times Variety Show at the end of every month at Lovely Day. Uh, I think it's the third. Okay, Monday. Lovely Day is the va- is the venue. Lovely Day is the name, venue, and, and it's at um, it's down. It's a really cool spot. It's like down in uh, the bottom of like this uh, restaurant called Lovely Day in Soho. And there's two other great shows that night too. And um, okay, what's your website again? It's L A N E Koivu K O I V U dot com dot com. Believe nice. it. And yeah, definitely check out that website. Kinda Lane cool. is really funny. Thank you, Nick. And there's a cool web series coming out my friends made uh, about a bounty hunter that will be really fun to watch that I'm a part of. And um, Are you, oh, cool. I played What's the it called? Hunter. Um, I don't think it has a title yet, but it it's really funny and they're very good. It's called I don't think it has a title yet. I, I, the, I think the title uh, might be called like. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it because it's not set in stone, but it's... It's called, I don't know, I don't want to say, I don't think it's set in stone. Yeah, but it, uh, it'll be I'll, it'll be on, on the website. And uh, you can follow me on... Um, my name is on all, all the socials. So, Lane, you know. well, it's been a dream. Mick. It's been a, a, a very pleasurable experience for me to have you sitting fireside as we craft a new version of El Fierro, yo. El Fierro, yo. Click, click, baby. Zoom out, bitch. Okay, bitch. So... Take it out, bitch. Um, I guess that's it. I'm going to go make a sandwich because I am hungry. Hey, enjoy it. You deserve it. Wowie, wowie, kazowie. That was a really weird, fun episode with Lane, where we did El Fierro, yow. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, any fans of Breaking Bad, sorry for messing with your favorite show. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you own a small business, I'd be happy to have you as a sponsor. Um, If you work for a Fortune 500 company, also, I would be happy to have you as a sponsor. I would like free skateboards or shoes, like a, a raincoat would be nice. Maybe like a, some sort of socks or umbrella would be fun. Uh, basically, just literally do it for anything. Um, but thank you so much for listening, and everyone, be well, be swell, and Godspeed. Thank you.